Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Panonto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, it's another week. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you, Nick? I'm doing good. We watched some movies this week. Would you like to talk about them? (laughs) Yes, I would. But before we do, I want to make a correction. Oh, okay. Uh, Yes, in last week's episode, was it last week that I talked about the Meg? I'm going to go with yes. Yes. Um, In last week's episode, I said that the Meg, you know, included... Aside from like Jason Statham and a couple other people, starred a Chinese actress named Bing Bing Lee, uh-huh. and uh, that was because I looked things up on IMDb to get all my names right, uh, which apparently was not a good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, her name is Lee Bing Bing, so uh, I apologize on behalf of myself <laughs> to, to Lee Bing Bing and and not Bing Bing Lee. That whoever that is, they they're not famous enough, so. You've embarrassed the show, and I'm not sure we'll ever recover. Oh, I also apologize to Nick Pinanto for ruining his show. <clears throat> and and all the listeners, because I'm sure they're torn. They were like, who is Bing Bing Lee? <laughs> Damn it, I thought this starred Lee Bing Bing. I'm not going to the theater. Um, we were contacted by uh, somebody on Twitter. I don't have their name. Um, but... The Meg was based. Oh, sorry. I I thought you were talking about something else. Uh, Keep going. Um, But that the the Meg is based on a series of books, which which is astounding. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to read these. Oh, speaking of books, uh, before we get into this week's, um, we were talking about Annihilation a couple weeks ago, and I got the the book for for it that, that, that it was based on. Yeah, and uh, I'm two pages into it. You know, just kind of like went into it a little bit, and it is drastically different than the movie. Like, <laughs> like immediately, it's so different from the movie that I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna get any answers. Yeah, you, you might not. Yeah, but you'll get other stuff. How's uh, how's the experience of reading the first couple pages? Um, so far, it's a bunch of words put together in a story. <laughs> uh, so so it doesn't already strike you as yeah. like strange writing like I'm, I'm literally on page two like i had some like a couple minutes to kill so i was just flipping through it and i was like oh this is drastically different from the word go i guess i was just kind of curious if it if it hits you immediately that it's a weird book but i guess not um it's in first person which which i enjoy it's like a chuck palinchuk uh palin palinchuk how are you saying palinchuk yeah, that's it. No, nobody knows. The guy who wrote Fight Club. Uh, m- most of his books are written in first person. I really like that. But um, So I'm only two pages into into uh, the Area 51 trilogy. Or um, Area X, whatever it's called. Or the, the Southern Reach trilogy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that was two weeks ago in film. Yeah, but, you know, listeners, be prepared, because this conversation about Annihilation may never end. <laughs> I remember after after our last time talking about it, there were like five other things that popped into my head, and I was like, oh, I want to talk to Nick about those. This this show could just be called the Annihilation Podcast for <laughs> yeah. a while. We should start our own at the Annihilation Minute show, so we can just keep talking about it. Oh, yeah, it'd just be like a segment. 
Yeah. Like, we get a little theme music, like in, an, in Annihilation Corner. Yeah. We can just call it Area X. And over in Area X... Uh, this week was... in Area X. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... uh yeah, <laughs> so, anyway, on to this week in film. Uh, we watched three movies. Uh, well, I watched two movies. You watched two movies as well. I, I watched three movies. Oh, well, what what did you watch? Well, I'm not going to have much to say about two of them because I think we've even... Well, I watched Twister and I watched The Lost Boys. And I think I've talked about The Lost Boys on here um, in full once and maybe just mentioned it a bunch of other times. And we did a whole commentary track on Twister, which if you haven't listened to that... Yeah, it's very, it's very entertaining. <laughs> um, says us. Yeah. Uh, what made you watch but, Twister again? You know, I was hanging out with a good friend of mine, and we just decided we we've been watching um, what's that show? Twin Peaks. Oh yeah. Yeah, like the original. We we haven't gotten through it enough to watch the new ones, but um. Oh, did the new and, ones come out already? Oh uh, yeah, they're they were on Showtime a couple months ago, I think. Oh okay. I've never yeah. seen Twin Peaks, but it's one of those things that I've always wanted to watch, but have never been ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a pretty weird experience, and we kind of tore through the first season very quickly, and then, and that was about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, <laughs> and uh-huh. then, we, then we got into the second season, which apparently, if my information is correct, which based on Bing Bing Lee, it might not be, <laughs> um... It, it uh the the second season wasn't so much in David Lynch's hands anymore. Like he kind of went, all right, you know, you guys can keep this going. Uh, I wasn't really planning on doing a whole lot more story here anyway. And uh, the second season has a p- pretty different feel. It's it's a very weird show, which uh-huh. is you know kind of a given when you're talking about David Lynch. Did um, um did the movie The Fire Walk with Me movie come out first, or is that after the show? I think that was somewhere after the first two seasons, that initial run. Um, and I think there's even some other m- movie that's also a Twin Peaks like franchise piece. Oh, really? Um, I, th- I think so. I feel like I-, I recently heard a list of a bunch of different things, and it's like, and here's all this, uh, uh, here's all this Twin Peaks stuff. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize some of these other things existed. Um, but but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's maybe it was one of those things. It's like a making of, but it's just got a its own title. Mm-hmm. Like that. Sure. Um, and I haven't seen Firewalk with me. Um, but I mean, Twin Peaks. That that first season is quite the experience. Uh, I don't know you to be someone who does drugs. Um, if you binge it at all, you might start to think you're doing drugs, because <laughs> it's pretty, pretty weird. Um, and, and you know, really great to to just watch and be like, what is going on? This is insane! Um, so anyway, so we, we have been trudging our way through the second season, um, and we were going to hang out and knock out a few episodes, because the first season, I think, is a bit shorter. The second one's got like all like 22 or some odd amount of episodes. And I think we're on like episode 14. So they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll knock out a few episodes. And then, uh, she came over and we're like, you know what? Let's not, 
<laughs> let's, <laughs> let's watch The Lost Boys. And then somewhere in the midst of that, she was like, blah, 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 Twister. And said also, I, I know you have a friend who, who now they can like start a little club together and get a little protection. Um, you have a friend whose favorite movie is Twister? Yeah, that's right. And my friend also said, you know, for the longest time, Twister was undoubtedly like officially my favorite movie. And so she's not alone. So what was your <laughs> friend's name? Christine? Yeah, that's right. Christine, you're not alone. <laughs> um, so and, and I got to say, like, I completely enjoyed it. Uh, both both movies, Lost Boys and Twister. Now, this is the second time this year that I've seen Twister and the third time this year that I've seen The Lost Boys. So, you know, nostalgia and cheesy movie enjoyment. Yeah. Although I got to say with Lost Boys, the every time I see The Lost Boys, I actually decide that it's more and more and more a good movie, like a well-written movie. There are a couple lines that are kind of weird. Like I even went back and turned the subtitles on for one point where they're about to kill some vampires. Spoiler alert, there are vampires in The Lost Boys. Um, and Corey Haim is like talking to Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's about to stake a vampire through the heart. And he goes, don't even! And I, what does that mean? <laughs> Am I hearing this wrong? So I turn on the, the subtitles and it's like, nope, it just says don't even. And uh, like, that's something I'm used to people saying when somebody's, you know, getting ready to smart off with them or something. And they're like, hey, you know what? Don't even and kind of like talk to the hand. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it means in this context. And I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the line may be like it's supposed to be interrupted, but it's not like there might have even been a dash in the subtitles. Um, but then, like, he says, don't even. And then there's a two second pause and then they stake a vampire. But Maybe. aside from. Maybe it's supposed to be like an as if. I I don't think it works there. You'll have to watch The Lost Boys and you'll enjoy it um, to to see. But uh, other than that, and maybe like one or two other kind of strange lines, that movie's hilarious. And I I don't know, man. I think it's, I think as a kid, I just enjoyed it. But as an adult, I'm like, this is, it's kind of like Scream. Where I'm like, you know, whoever put this together. And I know Joel Schumacher directed it, but like whoever—he's he's one of history's greatest monsters. <laughs> yeah, um, but but the looking back on it, and I just kind of go like, whoever assembled this did a really good job of balancing out the humor with the the way the story kind of comes together. Um, the the ridiculousness is fun and. The vampires are actually pretty cool. So, anyway, what um what is Lost Boys about? Lost Boys is about uh so you've got two brothers and their mom post uh divorce, you know, their parents divorced, going out to Santa Clara, I think, California. It's a, it's a made-up city. And um they're going out to live with their mom's dad and Whilst there, uh, they discover that there are some vampires in the area. Um, one of the brothers is kind of involved with these guys before he kind of realizes what's going on. And Corey Haim meets up with Corey Feldman. So you've got the two Corys, uh, you know, 
on screen together doing their thing. Corey Feldman's talking with a extra deep voice the whole time. It's like, yeah, um, everything we say is super serious. But it's all pretty tongue-in-cheek, so it, it works well. kind of made me realize, like, it's a shame um, that Corey Haim, you know, went off the rails and, and ended up passing away early. Because uh, he was actually pretty decent. Like, his his, his comedic... His facial gestures and comedy worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so they the vampire plot kind of comes out, and they end up fighting vampires. This movie is when the Corys were at the top of their game, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And and I looked it up because uh, I was talking to my friend about the the, the Cory phenomenon. I was like, oh yeah, it was a thing. Um, and it looked like they did maybe like six movies together. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of them. Well, I, I saw this one, License to Drive. That's supposed um, to be a pretty good movie. You know, I saw it a bunch of times when I was a kid. I'm hesitant to say it's good because you know sometimes you go back to the well and realize that the water is pretty tepid. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, it 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 was enjoyable then. So if if you were to watch it and say, "Yeah, that was actually pretty funny," I wouldn't be too surprised. All right. Have to check it out, I guess. Um, so what what else happens in Lost Boys? What ha- what happens next? They fight the vampires. <laughs> and well, you know, I skipped over something really important because okay. if you ever see this movie, you're gonna never get this out of your head. It's gonna be, you know, probably the thing you think of when you think of the Lost Boys. There's a dude at the beginning of the Lost Boys playing a saxophone. Mm-hmm. Which is your is. most hated instrument? <laughs> That's true. Uh, and man, is it some oiled-up beefcake action right there! <laughs> so it's like like purple spandex wrestler pants and a big greasy bodybuilder body and some curly Jerry curled Jerry curled sort of hair and. He's just—I don't know, man. They're all rocking out on the beach, and it's—it can—it's an image that can burn in your head. <laughs> so everybody, look forward to saxophone, man. Uh, uh, so like, oh yeah, and Kiefer Sutherland's in it. You should know that because uh, right. people really like him now. So uh, and that's back when he looked real weird. Weird. Yeah, like the way he looks is like how he looks in. Um, isn't he? He's the bad guy in Stand By Me, right? Oh yeah, yeah, like the tough street thug, like the super um, blonde hair and his. He looks like he has yeah. crazy eyes and stuff. Yeah, a little bit of that like pink around the eyes. It's like uh, maybe he's on some sort of drug. It's, um, so his face. It's been so long since I've seen Lost Boys, but the uh, the the vampires want Jason Patrick to join them. Is that right? Uh yeah yeah they're they're looking to sort of recruit the older brother who is played by Jason Patrick and and for listeners if you don't know who Pat- Jason Patrick is that's probably just means you haven't seen the Lost Boys because he's not in a whole lot else he's in Speed Two Cruise <laughs> Control but like, I was just about to say that <laughs> uh, he's he's not exactly a big name. But he he fits in the movie. I mean, everybody in this movie is like perfectly cast. Um, and there are two dogs in this movie, and they're both incredible. 
Like, I, I don't even mean like dog acting. I'm just like, I want these dogs. These are the coolest looking dogs. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, they're trying to sort of recruit him. And throughout the movie, you're kind of, you're seeing a lot of family dynamics and you're seeing a lot of, uh, mystery in terms of like, well, how's this vampire thing work? But it, it, it's, it's something that I would, heartily recommend to anyone who likes humor in their horror. Uh-huh. Um, and and I, I just I wouldn't hesitate at all to say watch that movie. It holds up so well. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and that's all I got on that. So yeah. that's that's Lost Voice. All right. Twisters about tornadoes. There you go. Yeah, we went deep in the twister uh, like a, like a couple months ago. So just go back to the to the episode comment to special commentary track on Twister where we watched the whole movie together. <laughs> Good uh, times. So then that uh that brings me to uh the movie that I watched this week. Uh What'd you watch, Nick? I watched a movie called Under the Skin, which is from 2013. It is directed by Jonathan Glazer and stars Scarlett Johansson. And uh, this does movie, it also wait? Hang on, I can, you might need to clarify this in the notes because I want to check and make sure on something. Uh huh. Does it also include? And, and like I said, you might want to clarify this for the fans when you when you write up the show. Does it also include Mandy Moore, Britney Spears, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, Kesha, uh, Sia? Uh, Miley Cyrus or um, uh, who's that kid? I want to punch in the face. Justin Bieber. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, feature any of those awesome celebrities that we now have to tag in the episode. <laughs> Good to know, because uh, you know I wouldn't want to watch it expecting it. <laughs> right. Uh, no, it, but it does star Scarlett Johansson, and uh, I hated this movie. I hated it <laughs> so much. It sucked. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad and so boring. And uh, uh, here's what it's about. So uh, I have no idea. It was an hour. <laughs> it was an hour and fifty minutes, and it's it's a movie where it's like make up your own plot to this. Um. Uh. So. Here's what the IMDb thing description for it says. A mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours of Scotland. Uh, however, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. Right? So so that kind of happens. Uh, so the movie starts off with... Wait, so you're watching an alien find itself? I guess. I guess it's supposed to be an alien. They don't tell you. The movie gives you no information. It gives you no information about anything. Like, as, as you're watching it, um, it, it, it like goes along. You're like, oh, well, they're definitely going to explain this, right? Nope. They, they never explain anything. And um, it's so bad. And it's got a lot of nudity, a lot of erect penises, and, uh, yeah, like a lot of wang. And you, know, you tend to see a lot of wang in a no, pornographic and, movie, and 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 fully erect too. So like that was disturbing because she seduces these men, like she brings them back to her her shacks all over Scotland, uh-huh. and um and like she starts to strip down, and the men um 
also stripped down where they walk towards her and they like just slowly i guess they're like hypnotized or under like a spell of her and they uh, slow sort of a ritual uh, uh no like, like it like it follows a real specific pattern each time oh yeah it's exactly the same each time like she seduces a guy to come back to her crappy house and inside the house it's it's completely black and she's walking about 10 paces ahead of them and she's taking off her clothes and so then the the guy also takes off his clothes and reveals the giant wang and uh <laughs> and and then the guy slowly walks into this black black water and and then she's standing on top of the water and the man sinks sinks below and then he's like captured and and huh. and and for like an hour and a half, you don't know what happens. You're like, what? What is going on? And then they show one guy under the water, and he's under the water, under the black water or whatever, and he's just kind of like floating there, um, penis still fully erect, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and he's just these, like, these must be some gargantuan penises because it seems like this has really thrown you. <laughs> you don't expect to see it. And then, uh, and so then he's like floating in this blue water because underwater it's all blue and it looks like they're freezing to death, to death, but, but they're not. And like, there's the one scene that they show under it, it shows like this, and I'm going to spoil the hell out of this movie because I hated it. Um, uh, there's the, the only time they show you what's happening under the water. There's like the, the guy who's recent, who's just captured and a guy who was captured a while ago. And the guy who was captured a while ago, looks like his skin is all loose on his body. And then, and then he pops like a balloon and, and then that's it. And that's, that's, that's it. That's all the information you get about what's going on underneath the, uh, underneath the, the black water. And you're like, okay, I got nothing from that. Um, and so then the movie continues, like th there's like a real pattern at the beginning of the movie for about the first 45 minutes. It's her driving around in this giant van, picking up, picking up guys, um, until she picks up this, this guy who looks like he's got this real horrible deformity on his face. And, um, like he, he must have like elephantitis or something of the face. And, um, and she seduces him and... After she gets him to walk into the black water, she's leaving the house and she looks at a mirror and she stares at the mirror for like three minutes. It's three minutes of her just looking at a mirror and then and then she like leaves. And then the next scene, the 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 mutant man is like leaving the house like he got out somehow. And so I guess that's supposed to mean that the that Scarlett Johansson's trying to figure something out about herself because from that point on the movie totally changes from her doing the driving around, picking up guys and capturing them to her wanting to go eat cake. Huh? Yeah. There's like this uh. whole five minute sequence of her going to a restaurant to eat cake. And then like, like, and the only thing I can think of is that the, the only reason that they show her, and I'm not kidding that she stares at this mirror for two to three minutes. Like there are such, such long drawn out scenes. This movie could have been easily half an hour. And, uh, so the only thing I think of is that when she, she's, she's been in this human body for so long that she's starting to forget that she's an alien and she's starting to think that she's human. 
And so that's what happens when she's looking at the mirror. She starts to question who she is, I guess. And, um, Oh, so she's sort of going like, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I'm a human now. Yeah, maybe I'm really starting to take this in. You know what? Humans eat cake. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. So she goes to this restaurant and goes to eat cake and then spits it out. And that's the end of that scene. And then she like is walking around and she makes friends with this guy at a bus stop who then takes her home. And she, she is acting like she's mentally incapacitated. Like she's, she's got some sort of mental, mental illness. And the guy that takes her home is nice enough about it. Like, he's like, do you need help? And she's like, yes. And uh, he takes her home and, and they like watch some old TV show together. They eat, they eat beans and bread, and uh, uh, better than cake for her, I guess. I guess. And then the next day, they go to this old, like the movie takes place in Scotland, and they go to this old Scottish castle. And then for about five minutes, you watch her struggle to walk down the steps because she's scared. And um, of steps, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they go home back to his house where they proceed to start making out. And all you can think is the whole time that they're making out is this guy is trying to have sex with this mentally challenged girl that he found on a bus. Uh, Um, and the only thing I can think about at this point, the movie changes from, from her being like a sexual predator on men to men becoming a sexual predator to her and her trying to, uh, uh, escape it um because um is she not interested well she's interested in the guy like the guy from the bus stop like they they're about to have sex and just as he's about to like seal the deal she like freaks out and just starts looking at her her downstairs parts and uh and 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 the guy's like are you all right like he's like well let's get on with it (laughs) And she's, and then like the next scene is just her running through the woods. And then while she's in the woods, she comes across this park ranger guy who talks to her for five minutes about how big the park is. He's like, it's like, this is a giant park. You know, you could find a lot of solitude here. No one will ever bother you. It's a big park. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Why is this guy talking for so long? And then the next scene, she finds this, um, built like a cabin in the in the forest that's for like people to take shelter during rainstorms and she goes in there and she goes to sleep and she wakes up and the park ranger guy is molesting her and she fights him off and runs away and and while she's running away the guy is able to catch up to her where he begins to like attempt to rape her uh in the forest and um it's the he looks so bored while trying to do this like he's chewing gum or whatever and he's like ripping her clothes off and she's fighting back for a second and then she stops fighting back and then the guy like flips her over and accidentally tears her skin off and and underneath is like this black body and the guy's like oh that's creepy and he runs away and she stands up she stands up and like her back is like torn open and and then she like pulls her face off like her whole head she pulls it all off and underneath is like this black ebony um alien body that is like looking at the face and then the rapist guy comes back with a can of gasoline throws the gasoline on her and lights her on fire and the movie ends 
the end. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the pitch meeting for this must have gone something like, uh, Scarlett Johansson takes off her clothes. We'll fill in the details later. Basically, yeah. It's it's a lot of naked Scarlett Johansson, but it's the least sexy naked stuff. It's it's sure. It's completely unerotic, and I think that's deliberate, which is fine. Um, because like all the nudity with the men is 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 not sexy either. I, I wasn't into it, and uh, just, just sort of creepy and weird, right? Yeah, and um, I I guess that's kind of the point. Like they're trying to desexualize this seduction stuff, but but the movie is so full of itself, like these long drawn out shots of like scenery and, and it just seemed like they were trying to pad the movie out to an hour, an hour and a half because there's just these long, long sequences of nothing happening. And the story does not tell you anything. Uh, Yeah. I mean, from what you've, from what you said, it sounds like it's, it's trying to be in some way, like, sort of like like a woman trying to explore herself and sexuality and, and figure out what she sort of is and then having find, finding out what she is to to men instead and like kind of like oh yeah you're trying to figure out you and your own feelings well guess what M- men <laughs> they're they're going to be trying to do stuff to you and yeah, yeah. I think if you're looking for if you're actually looking for something like that, some sort of commentary on uh, sexuality and especially like female objectification, mm-hmm. um, the movie It Follows does it really brilliantly. I heard good things about that. It's also just a really good, I think, really good horror movie. Yeah, this movie was not good. It was really, it was really bad, and and I'd heard good things about it too, like 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 that it was a good movie. So I was kind of excited to watch it. Um, I'd been putting off watching it forever because I knew it was going to be heady. Like you're going to have yeah. to think about it a lot, but it was so boring. It was so boring. Huh. Well, and that, and that, that seems like, uh, just knowing you and, and some movies we've talked about in the past and you enjoying like psychological thrillers, uh, to hear you say you were, you were bored with something that sort of seems to fall in that realm. Yeah. Says to me, I am not going to bother. I mean, the the movie doesn't give you, like I said, it doesn't give you any information about anything. There's this one character who rides a motorcycle the whole time, and it yeah. seems like his job is to collect the bodies that this that Scarlett Johansson leaves behind, but but they don't explain it at all. Like the movie doesn't help you at all with with any information. Like you basically like create your own story based on on what you're watching like make it up yourself because we're not going to tell you does it um does it strike you as sort of like an art house film oh absolutely the movie does have some really cool visuals um like a lot of light and dark like there's this um like the sequences when she's seducing the men in the house where they're getting swallowed by the the water um they're gorgeous like it it looks amazing and then the the beginning of the movie um, where it seems like where she gets her body from uh, is shot on this full, it's like shot in full white, like white background and everything she's doing is in silhouette and it's gorgeous. Um, But for the most part, the movie's kind of bland looking um, except for when you're doing the alien stuff. Uh, 
And I guess that's what she's supposed to be is an alien. Um, Mm -hmm. but they don't give you any information about it. You know, like they don't tell you like why she's there or what she's doing with the men other than the men when they're under the black ooze after a while, they pop like balloons, which, which was surprising to see. I did not expect that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm not going to take this one as a recommendation. No, I would say, actually, I would recommend watching it for 10 minutes and then, and then. Like I said to you and last then, And then sending you a text saying, right. yeah, this movie's whack. Right. Watch it for 10 minutes and then think, oh, they they must explain this stuff. They, they, they have to explain what's going on. And then just realize that, no, they don't. They don't explain anything. You know, it's, it's funny to hear you talk about this after talking about Annihilation because that obviously left you with a lot of questions, but you also super enjoyed it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting like that because with an, well, at least with Annihilation, um, the stuff that they don't explain, um, comes late, like or or or, or it's surrounded by, <clears throat> uh, what am I trying to say? So the, the the stuff that that happens in Annihilation is pretty vague, and you have to like kind of you almost create your own story. But at least stuff is always happening in the movie. Um, like there's like when they, they come across the different flowers that are mutated and stuff, you, you can think, Oh, well what's happening is like the, this, this alien creature is creating like a cancer in, in the world and it's, it's mutating everything. And sometimes it turns beautiful and sometimes it turns into that horrible bear monster. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, and so like you can extrapolate from there, but this movie doesn't give you anything. It just gives you these visuals and, and no story. And you're just supposed to take it, take, take your own imagination and try and create your own story based on it. Like there's this guy on the motorcycle shows up for like half the movie and they don't explain anything that he's doing like how is he an alien too and they're they're both working together or does he work for the aliens or or what's his deal and they don't they don't give you anything yeah 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 i think with annihilation you're left with some some gaps to fill in in your mind but you're not filling in the backbone of everything and it sounds like what you're saying here is like yeah you're kind of you're kind of looking for the structure and the overall, even what's n- not just answering specific questions, but just the overall, like what's even the main theme here. Yeah. I mean, there's one, there's one part in under the skin where she's walking down the street and she's just walking and then she f- stumbles for some reason and, and like lands on her stomach and is just laying there for 45 seconds for 45 seconds she's just laying there while people are around her going like miss are you okay are you okay lady are you are you okay and it's just like this close up of her face next to the ground and it's just forever of her just laying there and then finally she gets up and just walks away huh sounds like a lot of, a lot of time in this movie is spent with the character processing but you don't really know what she's even thinking. yeah like you're just trying like like most of the movie, I thought, oh, she's like some sort of robot, but she's not. Or is she? I don't know. Still don't know. Like, I guess she's some kind of alien. Although at the end of the movie, when she takes her face off, that was a really cool visual effect. I enjoyed that a lot. I'll check it out on YouTube. Yeah. 
That's probably the best way to watch this movie. Watch it in five-minute clips. Will do. Uh, so that was Under the Skin. Not a recommend, except for 10 minutes. Watch it for 10 minutes, and then... Uh, and then go back to your life. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch it for 10 minutes, and then and then just assume they tell you what happens, because they don't. Uh, All right. Well, then that brings us to our next movie, which we both watched. Yay. Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Actually, before we go into this, yeah. two quick things. Just observations I had while searching for a movie to watch. Um, how fast movies are coming out. Because um, I saw that Tag, the movie Tag, where the guys are all playing a game of Tag that lasts for 20 years or whatever. Oh, yeah? You saw that? that no, but it's already available to rent. Oh, wow. Like, I, I felt like I was, I literally, maybe within the last week, was um, thinking I'd, I might take my girlfriend to see that because it, it kind of strikes her funny bone. That's sort of her, her uh, into humor she likes. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, you know, we could do that if it's still out. And I was like, you know, it's probably not out anymore. I'm not sure it's a movie that would keep itself in the theater very long. Right. <laughs> and then I saw that it's available to rent. And I'm like, well, guess not. Wow, that uh, movie did just come out. Home. Didn't it? It feels like it uh, did. Yeah, that, like that yeah. beginning of the summer. But like Avengers is already on on DVD. Yeah, that's true. And that was just in theater still a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I saw the Ant Man and the Wasp is still in the theaters. I thought that was ridiculous. Um, and uh, uh, shoot. Oh yeah, Deadpool two is already out. Um, oh, is it? I'll have to watch that. Yeah, again. I'd like to see that yeah. again. There's a. Uh, you might have to, depending on what your what service you're using, you might have to buy it. I I just uh, canceled my cable and then added HBO through Amazon. And this is a plug that I would usually do at the end of the show. Right. Hey, get folks out that, there, get some of that sweet Amazon money. Get some, well, in, yeah. In this case, maybe a little HBO money too. Um, everybody, cancel your cable. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna lose that Comcast money, and. And, you know, use your Amazon account, which you should have if you don't already. Get yourself some Amazon Prime. And uh, and then you can add all sorts of different uh, channels just through that. So, like, I think for, like, $14 a month now, I have HBO, mm-hmm. which is, like, $40 less than the cable that I've ever used. Yeah, um, we canceled our cable last summer, uh-huh. and I have not missed it at all. Because we barely watch. The yeah. only thing I watch on TV is sports. and you know yeah i i literally since moving out to the the suburbs um have watched on cable i watched one thing ever yeah. it was a game of football and that was it um so i was like this is uh it was fine for a while cuz you know the deal was like that that part wasn't part of the charges uh, um it, like it was it, it didn't cost any more than hbo would but then it like you know the offers expire and stuff anyway that's where I saw so that, <laughs> the Deadpool that free commercial tag. for Amazon uh, is uh, for free. Enjoy that free ad. <laughs> um, and, and you know, go ahead and get yourself some whatever station you like on Amazon because it's a pretty cool deal. Um, so anyway, stuff's coming out really quickly. And then I also noticed something earlier in the day because in addition to seeing the movies I saw, I also saw about an hour of Constantine. Oh, um, Constantine's awesome. 
Dude, such an underrated movie. And yeah. I keep hearing people like it keeps popping. I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of like Google or uh, YouTube reviews of movies and stuff. Uh-huh. It seems like every time this movie's referenced, it's referenced as a bad movie. I can't believe that. I know. I I, I, I love. I, I we saw Constantine in theaters together, and remember we we, did. we went to go see it because we thought it was going to be bad. Like we were like, let's yeah. go see this terrible Keanu Reeves movie, and and it was amazing. Yeah, we watched out. We we walked out pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um. And and I've seen it a couple times since, like maybe two or three times since, and enjoyed it every time. Huh. And since hearing all these reviews and and seeing it referenced as something bad all the time, I was like. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm missing something. So I watched uh, about an hour of it with my girlfriend before I went to work. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be able to watch the whole thing, but I think you'll enjoy this. Let's go ahead. And, and and I was just going into it a little skeptical. I knew she'd like it, but I was for myself, I was like, is it bad? And I'm watching it. I'm going, no, no, this movie's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's a little cheesy, but it's fun. And it's... It's pretty unique. Yeah, I love um, I loved Constantine. I, I probably watch that once a year. It almost has, in some ways, like where there's just a lot of backstory that's not explained, but you can figure it out as it's going. Right. It almost has a bit of a Stephen King movie kind of feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, this, you know, like there's a Papa Midnight, or, or uh, I think that's his name, and they like go to his place, and he's like, look, you know, I'm neutral. And there's not a whole bunch explained other than that. And you're like, okay, I get it. And it's it's, got, just, it's kind of like a, a, a John Wick feel to it where like there's this whole other world that exists in the underworld. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> this whole this whole world exists outside of like where everyone else exists and and you're being introduced to it. Like here's this world you didn't know exist and enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and you can just sort of take it for granted. You you get enough details to be able to go, okay, I see why things are happening. I, you know, they make some references here and there, like, oh yeah, you screwed me over with something or the life you took, and you're like, well, what life did he take? And then you're like, hey, you know what? I don't even really need to know. At some point, you might find out, but even if you don't, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. That's part of the backstory between these people. And I I don't know if this if that was meant to be a franchise. But I wish it was, because yeah. I would gladly go back and see what other stuff's going on in the world. But it didn't take away from the movie to have that stuff not explained. It was just kind of gave it some more flavor. Yeah. Well, um, it's a uh, it's a comic book movie, and uh, you're a yeah. D- you're a DC guy. Um, have you ever read Constantine? I haven't. But last night, while, or uh, yesterday, I, while I was watching, I was like, I think I'm going to order some of those. You know, to, uh, through Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm gonna order conveniently. Yeah, <laughs> shipped to my door. Um, did you uh, watch any of the show? Like, you know, it, it was a show like a couple years ago for like a season. Did oh. you Did you check that out at all? I didn't watch any of it. No, I didn't even know. Like, because I remember when the movie came out, the the controversy of it was that it starred Keanu Reeves, and in the in the comic book, it's a British guy, like an English English guy, and like that's one of the things people didn't like about it, is that they they changed the story from the comic to the movie. Um, and may, maybe that's where like some of the bad blood is. But like, I had I was completely in the dark about the comic book. Right. Uh, and so like, but I went in the movie with such low expectations and was totally blown away. So, 
Well, and I think that says something, too, that, you know, we didn't know it was a comic book when we saw it. And even though probably some of the, the things that are referenced in the movie are things that people who read the comics would go like, oh, yeah, I know what they're referring to. Um, you can watch it without that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good on them. Um, and I guess as someone who didn't read the comic, I don't really care that he was supposed to be British. But, right. you know, had they cast it with Paul Bettany, I'm sure it would have been amazing, too. And he would have been happier to do that than that movie Legion that he did that was terrible. So that would have been fine. <laughs> is that but the one as about it angels? is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as it is, it's great. And Keanu Reeves, it's it's a Keanu Reeves role. You know, like it, it works with him in there just yeah. being kind of Keanu Reevesy. He doesn't have so. a ton of lines, and he has to save the world. That's that's Keanu Reeves' uh, wheelhouse, right there. That's his sweet spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Yeah. Eventually we will review hardcore. Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Should we just jump into that now? Let's, then? let's go right in the hardcore Henry. We'll go into cool. it first person into uh, GoPro the movie. Yeah. No kidding. Right. Um, uh, so, so what, what Nick's saying is this movie is all shot from the, uh, from the perspective of the main character and, uh, yeah, it's pretty much a GoPro. The, the camera work is pretty much yeah. GoPro. You're in his head. It's, and, it's first person shooter, the movie. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a bad thing. And, and it, it, and it was, it is what it sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the movie was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, overall, it ends up just being fun. Hardcore Henry is one of the most violent and fun movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, like, it wasn't super great, but... Oh, no. But I had a lot of fun watching it. Like, uh, the the kills never get lazy. Like, the, every five minutes, they up the ante a little bit. Like, the, they don't seem to run out of ideas. Yeah, they might have just gone through every video game ever and gone... How did a person get killed in this scene? Right, How did yeah. the person get killed? Because you just watch every kind of death happen. Yeah. I remember one point going like, I wonder if I'll see two people die in the same way. And then one guy get got smashed into a concrete wall. Uh-huh. And then another guy got smashed into a concrete wall. And I was like, oh, I guess there's one. But then he just drags the guy's face down. Oh, on yeah, like, that nope. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Where he like yeah, where he like drags his the concrete and he like scrapes his face off. Yeah. Oh man, I started cracking up. <laughs> like a like a cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we should talk about what this movie's about. Uh, you can yeah. take it. <laughs> um, a guy who's sort of a cyborg wakes up. Uh, his wife. Who seems? Oh, and spoiler alert for Hardcore Henry. We're gonna spoil it because we both. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, his his wife's like, "I love you." Mm. I love you. I'm so <laughs> glad you're alive again. Yeah. You're part and robot then, now. Uh, yeah, and then it's like, oh god, we're being invaded. It's some sort of scientific setting. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, he's some sort of project. He's being a man being recreated. It's kind of like the, uh, what, that Bionic Man or the Robocop? $70 billion man or it, something. It, the movie has the feeling of, um, I, I know you don't like RoboCop, but in RoboCop, <laughs> where um, 
where he's waking up as the cop for the first time and it's yeah. all from his perspective of people like talking to him and things like that it's just like the beginning of of RoboCop where he where he first becomes RoboCop I'm going to keep saying RoboCop and uh get some of that sweet RoboCop money <laughs> RoboCop money and uh that movie sucked the remake that was terrible I I actually kind of enjoyed the remake Oh impossible and uh it's, it's not <laughs> Um, with his weird motorcycle made out of plastic, and it um, was very plastic. I'll give you that. Uh, so anyway, so he like is, it's all first person, and his wife. He wakes up in this tank full of water, and the whole movie feels like the tutorial sequence to a video game you're about to play, but but they haven't let you off the leash yet. Yeah, and this is so true that I had written it down. And then about 15 minutes later, Nick sent me a message saying, this feels like a video game tutorial. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it does get a bit annoying. I mean, some of the things that are bad about the movie or cheesy about the movie can be pretty annoying. Like they, everyone keeps telling the guy what to do. That's sort of the tutorial feel is it's like, yeah, throw a grenade down there. Hey, punch those guys. A bunch of people together means throw a grenade. Yeah, yeah. You kind of expect them to be like, push LB to make right, grenade yeah. fall downstairs. Yeah. Um, and and that's, it, it, you know, it, maybe that could have been done better, but it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter, no. The, the plot of the movie doesn't matter at all either. It's the guy wakes up and the lady says, you're my husband. I love you. You're half robot now. Um, uh-oh, we're under attack. You need to escape. And so he does, and he escapes, and then he gets to the ground. And then when he's on the ground, he runs into the actor Charlto Copley, who for about 45 minutes, I could not figure out who this guy was. And then uh, I looked it up, which is what I do. And uh, he's the main guy from District 9. That's what I thought. And I was yeah. like, oh, sweet, because he looks like David Tim, Tim Roth. Uh, <laughs> he looks like yeah tim roth what it, why is he even in this movie tim roth is yeah okay in this so, movie. so that's the funny thing is this guy looks uh, or at least he reminds me of tim roth i could see the david Tennant thing too like uh-huh. if the two of them had a baby together yeah they'd, they'd, they'd be a scientific marvel but also <laughs> their baby would grow up to look like this guy yeah um but yeah then tim roth is actually thrown in the movie and you're like what why he's in the movie he literally has one line and they mm-hmm. replay it like three times <laughs> yeah his line is, "You're such a pussy," and well, that's what my says father says. After that, the last that's time. what my yeah. father said to me, and so I killed a lot of people. So you should do that too. All right, paycheck, please. <laughs> I think he says something along the lines of, "I'll never do that. I'll never call you a pussy. I'll just call you Henry." Uh, and then somehow it still turns into like, "Now go kill everybody." Yeah. But it's like uh-huh. when Henry's a little boy or something. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, doesn't make Tim Roth's <laughs> appearance in this movie makes no sense, and it doesn't well, matter. And, Still doesn't and, matter. And through a lot of the movie, there's like, oh yeah, he has no memories. He has no memories. And about the point that I was like, oh, he's just a robot altogether. He probably doesn't have memories. Yeah. Then this one guy's like, you have memories. They're real. And I'm like, oh no, are they going to explain a bunch of stuff? Right. Because they shouldn't. (laughs) And then they don't. It's just that. It's just that he gets to hear the rest of Tim Roth talking for 30 seconds. Right, yeah. And it doesn't matter. And then you're like, well, that was dumb. But then you go, 
it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then he's he's killing other people again, and you're like, all right, cool. Um, I kind of wondered if this movie might be better in 3D, or just yeah. kind of what it would be like in I, 3D. I was thinking about that too, and I was wondering, like, I don't get motion sickness from like video games or watching or watching movies. But with this one, I can imagine if it was on like a big IMAX screen, I would be like, this is too much. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I will say that it's the, the stunt work and the action sequences are astounding. Like they're fantastic. Um, and like the special effects, like some of them are, are pretty bad, but other ones. Some are, of them do get pretty bad. The CG is pretty bad. Sometimes. Yeah. Like towards the end where he uses the rocket launcher on. What a, was that? That looks so terrible. Oh yeah, it's like sort of like gray unrendered. Yeah, shapes. It's, it's like here uh, we're running out of money. Just gray smoke, and that yeah. that was the worst effect. But then, like, because at that point I was like, oh man, is the end of this? Did they run out of mo- money in this movie? And like, this is what the rest of the movie is going to look like. And then you have the final sequence where he fights the army of guys, and that was great. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was. Yeah. He, he kills so many people. Um. There's the one part where he's in the car with the guy. Uh, oh, no, no. It's when he tracks down the guy who has the, the heart pump and they're yep. in the street and that dude's head gets blown apart. That yep. was awesome. Well, and, and it was. And the action scenes are pretty immersive and they are lots of fun. Um, but there, there is sort of a routine to it that's kind of annoying as far as the story goes. But again, the story didn't really matter that much. Yeah. But here's, here's, here's the plot of this movie. Guy doesn't know what's going on. Someone shows up, tells him something, dies or runs away. Someone else shows up, tells him something, dies or runs away. Like every time he meets someone who's like, I have helpful information for you, you just go, all right, when's their head going to explode? And then it does. Yeah, I I have something important to tell you. Boom, he's dead. Oh, I guess we won't find out what he had to tell him. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter, yeah. Totally fun uh, movie, very violent, like so over the top violent, but it's yeah. great. Uh, I I would say it's on par violence wise with with uh, Rambo Four. Um, I don't move, remember that movie. That's the long, last Rambo where they're in yeah. Burma. Yeah, and uh, that movie's over the top violent, but it's like almost realistic over the top violence. Where this is more cartoonish over the top violence. Yeah, this is definitely like sort of tongue in cheek, uh, or very tongue in cheek. Just, but yeah, it's not taking itself seriously. Yeah. The violence isn't like the. It's, it it doesn't make you feel like sick to your stomach or anything. You're just like ha ha ha, things exploding. The uh, the main bad guy of the movie called Anchor or Anka was Ankan Akan, um, who I thought was Viserys from Game of Thrones for the longest time, uh-huh. and. Um, he for for some reason is telekinetic like he's able to move things with his mind <laughs> no explanation and they don't that. no one else has this power and it's just like oh this is something people can do it's just well it's it's just like he's the boss it's the whole yeah. thing is totally a video game but considering how many movies they or how many video games they've tried turning into movies yeah and it hasn't gone well cuz they've tried to make them more movie like this one is like, hey, look, it's a video game that's a movie. That's it. Just watch this video game happen. Yeah. It takes, um, remember the movie Doom? Yes. Which we both, en- sure which we both enjoyed. Um, and also gets ripped apart yeah. more than it should, I think. Uh, I like Doom. 
Um, yeah, me too. That movie, the best sequence in that movie is when it turns into a first person shooter for like mm-hmm. five minutes. And this, this movie is that oh, for an hour and 36 minutes. Yep. And, and it does get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm ready for this to wrap up. And as soon as that kind of, at least this is how it happened for me. As soon as I thought that the final act or the, the finale kicked in, I yeah. was like, cool. All right. There's probably about 15 minutes left of this and it's probably all going to be nonstop craziness. And yeah. it is the movie um, knows when to get out. Uh, like it, it takes, you know, it has like these long action sequences and then, a, and then it slows down for a little bit. And then just as you're starting to get bored, the action sequences kick back in again. And, uh, and uh, it kind of just follows that pattern for an hour and a half. And then the movie ends right when it needs to. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the editing team, um, had sort of some degree of research in like, how long does a person want to feel like they're on the edge of their seat yeah. and then need a breather. Cause it's, it's, it, it's probably aside from the finale, it's probably the same length. Each action scene is probably about the same length of time. Yeah. And that's, then that's it gives you a little true, breather yeah. and kicks back in. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of science or research behind that. Um, one thing that I don't think the movie needed, but it, it didn't really hurt is the first, like I'd like to see this movie shot as a regular movie. Um, you know, like from third, like a third person thing, like a, like a traditional film just to, cause the guy does a lot of stunts, like a lot of like parkour running yeah. up the sides of buildings that I think would be really cool to see like an actor actually doing it. Like in, uh, in Casino Royale where the guys, that one guy that Bond's chasing uh, and is doing mm-hmm. all that parkour stuff. Like there's a lot of great stunts in this movie, but it's all from like a first person perspective and yeah. And while the stunt's happening, like the camera turns away. So like the movie has a lot of clever cuts to like, to like facilitate in between stunts. And, uh, I think it would be neat to see this movie from a third person point of view, just like it shot as a traditional movie so that you could see, um, the actual stunt work that went into it a little clearer. I really don't. Um, because cause I, I had a similar thought in terms of like stunts and stuff. And I was like, hey, you know what? I've seen those everywhere else. I'm finally getting to see them from the perspective of the stunt person. Oh. So I, I kind of like enjoyed it in that way going like, oh, yeah, cool. I finally get to see kind of behind the, the curtain. But but if you were to say that there's a special like if, if you got the DVD, if anyone buys DVDs anymore, um, and you were to say that there's a special feature where you could see it in third person, like in a like screen and screen kind of thing, uh-huh. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, that would be neat. That's a cool idea. But um, I, but I think in terms of seeing this stuff from a third perspective, I'd say you're probably seeing that in every other action movie. I would like to see like a making of this movie because like did they shoot mm-hmm. it with GoPro cameras or is it is it all steady? Because the the video for the most part is pretty smooth, but did they did they shoot it with a steady cam and and whatnot? Because a lot of the times you see like the arms in front the guy's arms in front of the camera, and yeah. I couldn't decide if that was real or if those were like CGI arms that they put in in post. That's a good question because I guess you could just kind of record a camera flying all over the place and then throw some arms in. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. That's a, I, I, you know, I just kind of took it for granted that it must be uh GoPro. 
Um, I'm gonna go and down then to in some tr- scenes where there's a lot of CGI going on. I'm going to go down okay, to the trivia for it on the, uh, okay. on the IMDb page. Uh, while you do that, how about we talk about the music a little bit? Uh, the move- music is mostly terrible. It's awful. It's, it's awful. And the whole movie really wants to use the music to kind of pump things up and to, to give it a rhythm. Um, but it's just, it just happens to be bad music. It's, it's the right tempo most of the time, but it's just bad songs. Yeah. If you want to see a movie that does that really well, see baby driver. Yeah. Baby driver has a beautiful soundtrack. Yeah. It, it, it has all of the rhythm that goes with the action, but with music that's actually good. Um, the only, th- doesn't. the only thing I can find in the trivia, it says the recordings from the GoPro cameras was oops, I just lost the screen was edited to cut the hundreds of shots together into one continuous film. So I guess it was shot with GoPros. Okay. It looks great. Well then whoever's doing the parkour, man, they, they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine uh, stunt people, if they watch this must really have a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, I, I would I would hope so. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, so I guess that's all I have to say about Hardcore Henry. Definitely worth checking out. Super violent, super motion sickness inducing if you're into that. But, uh, <laughs> well, but I would recommend. Some, there's some jokes in it that are kind of funny, too. Yeah. Oh, like uh, the horse music thing. Yeah, where he goes horse. to get on the horse. That was great. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. What else? There was something else I wanted to say. Oh yeah, like this movie was great to watch after Under the Skin because I watched them back to back. Because Under the Skin was so boring, and this movie is the opposite of boring. Uh, you got the lady in the water effect. Yeah, right. So maybe I liked it a little more because I hated Under the Skin so much. <laughs> Yeah, if you ever want to make sure you enjoy a movie, watch Lady in the Water, M. Night Shyamalan's Lady in the Water, and then watch anything else, and it'll seem like the best picture of the year. <laughs> and oh. you'll probably hear us say that a bunch of times, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's true, a phenomenon yeah, it's we're a very, phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, very familiar with. Yeah. All right, so that's, I think that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, anything to plug, Matt? Uh, you know, I really think just in case nobody knows about it, Amazon.com. <laughs> it's this startup company that's that's really starting to make waves. Yeah, yeah, they're they're probably they're probably going to be big someday. Yeah, uh, check them out. Uh, I want to tell you to check out Matt V's podcast, Movies in the AM. Uh, they just had a new episode come out a few days ago, so check that out. But uh, other than that, I don't I don't think I have anything. Um, so I guess if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. See you next week.